Hey everyone, it's Susan Pierce Thompson and welcome to the weekly vlog. I have a quirky little subject I want to talk to you about this week. It's about um. Like, you know, when someone's speaking and they say um and then they finish their sentence. Um. I want to bring this up because I've noticed that sometimes someone will comment below the vlog, you say um so much it's so distracting. And usually they say it even meaner than that. Like there's some kind of real like, you know, say um a little more, would you? And I'll watch back the vlog and see, all right, I said um a little bit, you know, it was in there. Was it too much? I don't know, judgment call. Now I'm super self-conscious. Am I about, am I about to say um? <laughs> you probably are going to notice if I do. So you may not know this, but there's research on this. There's research on the importance and the value of um in natural conversation. So I got my PhD in brain and cognitive sciences at the University of Rochester, and I didn't study much directly with Mike Tannenhaus, but he was a professor there when I was in grad school. He's still there. He's toward the end of his career. Sweet, sweet man. Genius. And his lab was all about natural language comprehension. And he developed an eye-tracking paradigm where people would be talking to each other, uh, but they couldn't see each other, but they were in the same room. They were just um, shielded by this big board that was like, I don't know, a battleship, if you know that game Battleship or whatever, whatever, just a big board. And uh, it was set up identically so that one person would be looking at a grid and a bunch of objects on the board, and then the other person would be sitting on the other side looking at that same grid with the same objects. And they were both college students, and they'd be brought into the lab and showed the board, like, look, you're both going to be seeing the same thing, see how it's set up identically. And then they would sit across from each other, not able to see each other, and they would put on these headsets with this, like, super expensive, super fancy eye-tracking device. So they could still see, but there are these, like, lasers tracking where their eyes are moving at millisecond increments. And with this setup, Mike Tannenhaus and his students over a series of decades pioneered some of the most remarkable findings about how natural language is produced and comprehended by real people having a conversation about something. And in this case, the something was a dumbed down, you know, setup. It was like, you know, one person would say, take the red pawn and move it up one square. And the other person would have to do it. And they would just be talking like that. And one of the studies looked at when someone would say, um, and what they found was that, um, always preceded something more complicated. Like instead of take the red pawn and move it up one square, if there were two red pawns, they'd have to say, take the red pawn that's near the green square and move it up one square, which is a complicated thing to think or try to say or try to understand if you're on the other side. And what they found was when they artificially removed the ums, people on the other side didn't understand as well. 
It's as if the um signified something complicated or important is coming. So I, as a speaker, have to say um to give myself a little more chance, a moment here, to say it right. And you, when you hear the um, you rally more cognitive resources to like hear and parse and interpret this more complicated, more important thing that's about to be said. And the um is a flag for it. It's a marker. It's like something critical is coming. And language comprehension plummets without the ums. Now, if someone's speaking, and I'm being so careful not to say um, this is hilarious. If someone's speaking and it's um and um and um and um and they're hemming and hawing, what's probably going on is that their fear of speaking is like clouding their ability to articulate. Um, yeah, I've watched my vlogs. I don't think it usually gets that bad. I do notice that sometimes if I'm talking about an edgier topic, I'll say it more for sure. I'm being super careful about the way I articulate my thoughts about that. Now, I don't use a teleprompter when I do these vlogs, not even close. I, I have sometimes one word, like a topic, or I have at most a set of bullet points, like I want to cover these three points about this topic. And I glance at that and then I roll camera. 99% of the time, it takes one take. I turn the camera on. I start to talk. I turn the camera off. Done. I have considered using a teleprompter. I actually have a teleprompter that I bought. It's on the other side of that wall over there. If I walk out of the video studio and look down at the floor to the right, there is a teleprompter unopened in a box that I considered using at some point. And then I was like, why would I do that? I sort of feel like Part of what I'm doing here is teaching people to live happy, thin, and free. And part of what I'm doing here is modeling authentic living. And that's a super like ballsy, egotistical, potentially thing to say, right? Like, who am I to say that I'm, I'm a good role model for authentic living? Whatever. I'm striving for it. I think it's important. I think showing up vulnerably and authentically matters. And I think we're, needing more of it. I'm sort of in the Brene Brown camp of like, vulnerability is helpful. And if you've been watching for any length of time, you know that I get vulnerable here sometimes. So first of all, if you're annoyed by me saying, um, I'm leaving that with you to deal with as you will. You could choose to stop watching the vlog because of course there's no gun to your head to like watch these things at all, right? Um, there's an unsubscribe link at the bottom of every email and you don't even have to know when they're coming out. Um, or you could just decide to reframe it. And that's how I want to now bring this topic back to Brightline Eating. These studies on language comprehension and the fact that um aids in language comprehension because it triggers the listener to a potentially more difficult, more nuanced thing that's coming up. And it helps them listen harder, essentially, is really interesting. And in our Brightline eating journey, we can ask, 
what's showing up in my world that I'm rejecting, that I'm saying, you're saying, um, right? Like, what's showing up in my world that I'm saying, I shouldn't be eating off plan. I shouldn't be eating after dinner. I shouldn't be drinking that NMD. I shouldn't be having such a hard time making phone calls. I shouldn't be whatever it is, right? Well, shouldn't you? Are you sure? Maybe the fact that it's happening is a signal to something you're supposed to be looking at, looking deeper at. Why is it happening? What's the lesson? What's coming next? What's coming downstream? What came right before it, that it happened? Maybe it should be there and it's a flag. It's a sign. It's a cue. And if you suspend judgment for a little bit and actually look and listen, that thing being exactly the way it is would be helpful to you. It would be your cue to dig deeper, to listen harder, to watch closer, to find out what's really being said by your system by the universe, by your family members, by the entirety of your Bright Line Eating journey that's unfolding. So this vlog is about the fact that um has a purpose. It masquerades as this annoying, irrelevant, completely amateurish wrong thing that should be edited out, never uttered. And it turns out that's not the case. So where's the purpose of the other things in your bright line eating journey that you're judging to be wrong, amateurish, should just not exist in the first place? You'd like to wipe them out of existence. They're there because they're there. And maybe shining the light is the way to go. Shine the light. See why they're there. See what's going on there. <sighs> and I'm just so glad I finally got to address all those people who say, you say I'm a lot. Yeah, I do. Especially when I'm saying hard, complicated, sensitive things. Listen up. That's the way it works. <laughs> All right. I just winked in advance, but I'm going to wink for real now. <laughs> That's the weekly vlog. I'll see you next week.